Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, now part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, Mr. Christopher Colin. Chris, how the hell are you, my friend? Very good, man. Always good to be back on the mic with you, man. How are you? I am doing fine, and I'm going to say happy belated birthday to the two-time Hall of Famer. Uh, you, you turned a year older about a week ago, Yes. Yeah, a week and two days ago on uh, February 26th. Yeah, I was actually in Florida. I was in Tampa Bay doing a corporate gig, and then I was golfing later later that week and hit a ball into the uh, into the water and went over there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> look at all the baby alligators with my buddy. And like at the same time, we were both like, wait, baby alligators equals, and then bubble, 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 bubble. Here comes Mama, about an eight-foot freaking long alligator just uh, pops up. It's like, what's up, boys? How you doing? We're like, we'll take the drop and move on. Uh, we want nothing yeah. to do with your with your baby dragons here. So uh, if there's I, ever a time for a mulligan, that's it. We, yeah. we I, I went to school in Florida and they li- literally taught you in home ec class how to run away from an alligator and stay away from their nests. That's a few times they get really defensive. Yeah, I was I was told you're supposed to run in a zigzag motion. Zigzag, yep. yeah. And a friend of mine, one of my friends, he's uh, he's Scottish, right? So he comes out of the hotel room and there's like a seven foot long alligator just chilling right out there and he immediately got on to, in, in the resort that i was staying at chris um you couldn't walk anywhere you actually had to take a shuttle to everything because um, it was so spread out and uh like to go to the from the room to the to the lobby bar was like two miles so you just call and get a shuttle so he he walks out he sees this out- a hotel or a neighbor a neighborhood at yeah point. we were just staying at somebody's house um <laughs> It's actually where they have the the PGA tour, the the Val, what is it, the Val Spar Classic that's going on there in about a week. It was staying at the same resort that they all stay at, and uh, I'm with I'm with my buddy uh, Mark, and he's from Scotland originally, and he he very calmly walks out there, sees the alligator, and comes back in and picks up the phone, and they're like, "Hello, sir, how can we help you?" He's like, "Yes, there's a fucking dragon outside of my room right now." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, excuse me? He goes, I, I believe I, I was clear when I said that there's a fucking dragon outside of my room right now. And they were like, do you need a shuttle? He's like, I don't need a shuttle. I need a gun or some sort of saber to kill the dragon. I need a broom to fly away from here like a wizard. It's just like, what the fuck? And, you know, he's Scottish. So they're like, you know, of course, they're like, well, sir, don't you just deal with dragons on a daily basis from where you're from? You know, put but, on your, uh, your, your kilt and take care of it. Yeah, so that's what I did for your birthday. I celebrated by almost getting eaten by a monster dinosaur that uh, shouldn't even be on this planet anymore, but there they were. So anyway, uh, happy birthday to Christopher Cullen, uh, the the co-founder of the town of Perfectville here along with myself. And uh, we're not here to talk about alligators. We're here to talk about dolphins and porpoises and our favorite franchise of all time, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Chris, anything going on in the news for the Miami Dolphins that uh, you'd like to bring up on this episode? Well, I got my newspaper here. Let me take a look. Uh, The last newspaper on earth right there. Yep, last one. like to keep it safe and sound. Uh, Wow, yeah, lots of news. Holy shit. So uh, we just cut Andre Branch and Ted Larson. They're gone. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Andre Branch and Ted Larson, both gone. Uh, You know, I, I don't really feel any, you know, 
sadness for either one of those two going. That's my initial gut reaction as I'm thinking and learning about this right now here, Chris. Ted Larson has been a disappointment for two years. Uh, he was pretty much a, uh, a cancer in the locker room last year, just bitching publicly all the way around that how he should be gotten more playing time. And Andre Branch, after uh, his first year here, signed a ginormous contract and really didn't do too much after that. I think he had 24 sacks in three seasons, if I'm not mistaken. That might even be too many. I, th- I don't think he had that quite that many. Uh, what are your thoughts with those two being gone from the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, at this point, I'm numb to anything that happens in the future for our big stars, let alone these guys. So Ted Larson, Andre Branch, goodbye from Perfectville. I really have nothing else to say. I don't care. I'm yeah. numb. No, you're right. That's that's what we usually say here when the guys are gone. Goodbye from Perfectville. And that's exactly what it is. So, uh, well, the the house is starting to get a little cleaner. We're starting to see that uh, perhaps maybe we're not going to tank. There's a lot of talk about how we will not be tanking this season. Mm. But we're not going to hang on to a lot of veterans who aren't performing and bloated contracts. I mean, uh, not only not only did we see Andre Branch be cut, not only have we seen Ted Larson get cut, not only are we going to see Ryan Tannehill go away at some point, um, I'm also hearing rumors that uh, we are in trade discussions to get Robert Quinn, uh, who we traded for last season, and we had an up-and-down season for us, but uh, and again, another pricey veteran. Um, looks like they're, they're trying to find trade partners to somebody to take Robert Quinn off our hands as well. So a lot of these high-priced veterans that have been around for a number of years here, Chris, uh, seem to be going away. Yeah, it makes plenty of sense. When you uh, even, even if Chris Greer's not going to admit that we're tanking or that we're uh, in rebuild mode or retooling, whatever they want to call it, um, this this is clearly just something where they're clearing off the things that weren't working. They're getting overpriced. Uh, getting overpaid for the production they're getting. Um, and this is something I put on my notes, Sam. And yes, I took notes. We, we've been away for so long that I was excited to plan for the show. But um, this is the Patriot way. And mm. we're, we're bringing a lot of coaches here uh, from that from that franchise. And a lot of teams aspire to be them, to be the Patriots. I mean, they have been the pinnacle of this league since we were literally teenagers, Sam. And um, here we are now in our 30s, uh, and they're still the Patriots, still doing what they do. So, of course, that's what you want to aspire to be. However, the only difference of us getting Flores is he's actually brought other guys with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Cornell left and Charlie Weiss left and McDaniels left, Belichick locked down everyone else and promoted them from within so they couldn't be taken. Uh, Flores has brought in just a flurry of guys, and um, the ones that aren't Patriots, the the Graham of the world, the defense coordinator is like a Yale graduate uh, from the Green Bay Packers. So we're, we're bringing a top-notch franchise guy, so things are going to change. No longer are we throwing money blindly at old degenerating uh, veterans hoping they can come in and give us a spark for one or two seasons. It's time to build this in the draft, do it the right way. Chris Greer's got his hands on the reins and this is the Patriot way. You can't name other than Tom Brady, really uh, superstars that any team would just drool over having. There's no one there. Uh, They build it with core guys, guys that come to work, put their nose down, gritty, dirty, type guys that'll work hard both on and off the field in the film room. That's the Patriot way. So getting rid of Robert Quinn, who the team that went to the Super Bowl NFC thought it was fine to trade for a fifth or sixth round pick, whatever they gave up for. Obviously we don't need them either. They don't need them. We don't because we're not looking to be a bottom tier AFC team anymore. We're looking to be the best and that takes building and Robert Quinn and Andre Branch and Ted Larson just do not fit in that model. Yeah, so you mentioned something, and that's where I was kind of going to go next. So uh, thank you for the uh, lob here on the Slow Pitch Softball edition of 
Perfect, Vale. But you talked about getting gritty, hardworking guys, getting those guys that do the dirty work and don't mind, you know, not having to take a shower right away. Um, there's a couple guys here that are in limbo that I think do fit that mold. Because I agree with you. I think Ted Larson uh, doesn't really fit that mold. Andre Branch never really fit that mold at all on any level. I don't think he was ever a guy that seemed like a Miami Dolphin, even though he was here for three years. But there's a couple guys out there that I think um, Miami Dolphins fans respect. One that's been here an extremely long time and one that's been here for one season. Uh, one that plays defense, one that plays offense, one that is for sure going to the Hall of Fame, and one that I think most Dolph fans would think should go to the Hall of Fame and will for sure be in the of honor at some point um but here's where i'm going cameron wake apparently according mm. to the miami herald and others uh looks to be like he uh might have played his last snap with the miami dolphins at least with this run number 91 might be going elsewhere next year at least from if, if you believe everything that's popping up here on the internet and uh through the newspaper that you were reading right now and another one frank gore a uh, veteran running back who came back home to have a retirement season with the Miami Dolphins is looking to play another season. And from everything I'm reading, Chris, the Miami Dolphins are flat out saying, we don't know if we want him back or not, which is, in my opinion, you're basically saying, ah, we don't want you back because if you wanted him back, you would just take care of it because he's willing to come back and play. And it doesn't seem like the Miami Dolphins are willing to do that yet unless all their other options you know, dry up in front of them. So uh, what are your thoughts on Cameron Wake and Frank Gore possibly going elsewhere in 2019? I'll start with the easier one. Frank Gore uh, is not a Miami Dolphin per se. Yes, sure. he's from Miami, played in college. He was with us one season. He's a Colt. He's a 49er. Like, that's his career legacy. Uh, this is like us getting uh, Arian Foster. So, um, and Except Frank Gore actually was productive for us. Sure. Uh, now, I love Frank Gore. I love him to death. I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. If But if he's too expensive and these guys come in and they see Kenyon Drake, uh, they see uh, Kalen Balaj, and they see someone like a Duke Johnson available from the Browns that uh, we bring in O'Shea with his offensive coordinator, the Patriot way, running backs out of the backfield, running back by committee. Frank Gore doesn't fit our plans. He's not going to be here. We're not winning a Super Bowl next year. We know that. He knows that. Yes, he loves the weather. Yes, he loves his son being down there and his family. Sorry, Frank, this isn't a 55 and older community where you can just <laughs> plant here. And I love him, but if, if he is too much, money and it can go elsewhere you just let them walk and i hate to say that but that's just the way it goes we're not winning a super bowl not going to be competitive and we don't need him like i hate to say like we don't need him like because he's not going to help us all he's going to do honestly is break have a couple 200 yard games and just like luck us into a couple victories that keep us out of the top fucking pick and that'll just annoy everybody so frank Gore, i love you to death but no like if you're too much money just walk and before you get before you get to cam wake i just want to say fuck you and i'm going to rescind your birthday uh wishes because frank Frank gore is younger than i am and you just called him a 55 (laughs) and older community and we don't need your old ass here how dare you in football years Sam, in okay. football years, if you're if you're 29, you're old in football. You're, you're a fucking young s- sprout in 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 the real world, but sorry, in NFL, sorry. yeah, and especially running back years and the injuries he's had. I mean, come on, just it's, we're done. So well, sorry I, about that. Didn't mean to offend you, Sam. I apologize for the swearing, but as you know, in my old age, I get senile and I start just cussing for no reason. So and I can I, you untake back my birthday wish? Like, good I, lord, I'm going to. That seemed to. <laughs> it's like a reverse vasectomy, right? Reversing the vasectomy, <laughs> like they did on the untie the tubes. I'm going to untie the tubes and bring you back uh, another birthday. So yes, happy Yay. birthday! One I got two. Time. There you go. You're a two-time birthday champion now. <laughs> of uh, course I am. So, <laughs> The two-time Hall of Famer and the two-time birthday wisher. Uh, All right, I interrupted you because I'm old and that's what I do. Uh, Let's hear about Cameron Wake, the hard version Uh, of these two. 
Cam Wake. Sam, Cam Wake uh, looks to be gone, and this is sad. He's got mm-hmm. 98 sacks. He's two away from 100. He's 37 years old. Uh, supposedly, he's second in the team with sacks all time, franchise history behind, of course, Jason Taylor. Um, this is a guy that we have watched play special teams. Uh, blocking key blocks on Ted Ginn's two kickoff returns for touchdowns against the Jets that one season. Um, a guy that learned under Jason Taylor that was basically a nobody, a CFL cast off. He was best known for his viral video of jumping up to catch a $20 bill stuck yep. in a ceiling. Like, he was just a nobody that was a fan favorite. That everybody really was cheering for to make the team and turned into the second leading sack leader in, in uh, Miami Dolphins history, franchise history, and is an absolute stout, loyal fan favorite. He, he is the Udonis Haslam of the Miami Dolphins. He mm. is just took pay cuts, he's loyal, he sticks with the team, he works hard, he's no nonsense, he takes rookies under his wings, regardless if they can take his job or not. He is the Udonis Haslam of the Miami Dolphins, and it's looking to be coming to an end. And Sam, I don't care what anyone says, he didn't really drop off. Yes, he got his snaps cut a lot last year. Nine, eight to 900 snaps for a pass rusher, premier pass rusher, is the norm. He had about four or 500 snaps. So he was well below that and had six or seven sacks, I think, in uh, <clears throat> 13 or 14 games. So, yeah, he wasn't 11, 12 sacks, but his PFF grades were pretty damn good. They're better than the season he had before his uh, Achilles injury. They're better than last year, which he had a good year. I mean, he's a good player still at 37 years old, and he's going to go to a really good team. Look at the Rams with Sue and Donald. Mm. Um, you know, a team like Philadelphia, where he can be a situation situational pass rusher on a, a last minute drive or a two minute uh, situation where he can wreak some havoc. Because we know he's a hard worker. Work ethic's amazing. He loves Miami, loves the team, but it just comes to the time he's going to walk. And honestly, Sam, it's a sad day because that's going to be the last current player once Tannehill's gone as well of a jersey I actually have of a player so it's, it's, it's terrible yeah you know it, you said he's the Udonis Haslam uh which you know that's, a, that's an appropriate one I, I would go one further and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there he is the Dan Marino of the Miami Dolphins defense in terms of yeah. when you think of Dan Marino um you know Dolphins will say he's the greatest quarterback of all time I, I don't know if that's true or not I mean you can make that argument but he's definitely the greatest pure passer of all time and if you look at Cameron Wake he's not the greatest defensive end of all time but for the Miami Dolphins, he's probably the best pure pass rusher of all time. And that includes Jason Taylor, by the way. I mean, it just the, the, the level of physicality that this guy was able to get off the ball. I mean, half, the, half of the sacks that he's had, if you go back and watch Chris, they look like he jumped off sides because he timed it so just precisely. And he yes. was so fast that you look like he just got a, you know, he had an unfair advantage in many, many ways. And the fact that he only has 98 sacks, if, if they actually called holding, the way they did and deterred oh offensive linemen from holding because they would be penalized as they're supposed to, he would probably have 150 sacks. And I, that is no lie. This guy has been robbed of the pretty stats for so long. I have never seen somebody bend the way he bends and get off the line the way he gets off the line. He might be the best pure pass rusher the Miami Dolphins have ever had. And there's a lot of just similarities between him and Dan Marino with regards to their career with the Miami Dolphins. Sure, Dan Marino was the first round 
pick, and he was kind of picked off the scrap heap here after going to the CFL and, and flaming out with the Giants. Sure, you know, one is is the quarterback and one's a defensive end, but yeah, I mean, they just did not have, you know, the team success that we think they probably should have, but the talent, man, it's still there. I mean, when Dan Marino retired, he could still throw a football at the NFL level. Cam Wake can still play football at the NFL level. Maybe not at the, you know, the the uh, uh, at the same, you know, pace. You know, he is going to have to be limited. But, my God, if he goes somewhere that has a defense that's just looking for a situational pass rusher that might be able to win them a game, because he can do that. And, you know, look no further than the walk-off sack that turned into a safety on Halloween against the Bengals a few years uh. ago. This guy can literally win you a game while playing defense. I mean, that's how good he is. Um, I don't know where he goes. I hope he continues to play. I, you know, even if he went, and I hate to say it, if he went to the Jets or the Patriots or the Bills, I have a hard time rooting against him. Uh, I would root for him, you know, root against him for two games. But other than that, I have nothing but respect for Cam Wake. I, for some reason, I don't know why, but in my head, he makes sense for the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm not sure why huh. that is. He just seems like a guy that would show up there and and play his ass off for uh, a season or or maybe two, and and be that guy that goes out there and gets them four, five, six sacks uh, while playing. 300 400 snaps I mean I think they could utilize his talents correctly and um, I, I will be sad because I'm like you the two players that are current that I still have a jersey of are Cam Wake in a throwback and Ryan Tannehill and it looks like both of those are going to be uh, museum pieces here before too long yeah and even worse I have Tannehill's hanging up in my man cave so I have to redecorate fucking thanks um, but yeah back to your thing I, I hate you for it because um, I had written down next to Cam Wake's name Ravens question mark Steelers ah. question mark mm. I can see him going to either team. Mike Tomlin or John Harbaugh will would just like love to have this kind of player. Locker room fucking god. He's a locker room god. Like everybody respects him. He's in in first, out last. That's the kind of guy you want. His work ethic, uh, situational. Those cities would embrace the shit out of him. Oh yeah. That those fan bases would just absolutely fucking love old man jacked Cam Wake. Um, he would look disgusting in a Ravens uniform. He, honestly, even a Steelers uniform too. They all black, and he's just you know, oh, Jesus. This is one of those things you do a fantasy draft on uh, Madden. You see him, and you're like, oh, it looks weird, but it looks awesome. Um, I can see it happening, and especially the Ravens. I put an asterisk next to it too because there's rumors that uh, T Sizzle. Uh, Terrell Suggs is walking. They're going to let him walk. And I could see him taking less and re- really filling that role of Terrell Suggs in that uh, Ravens defense as a part-time piece. And if he does that, I can see him going and having much success. So uh, I agree with you. It's it's going to be very, very much bitter and very less sweet to see Cam Wake in a different uniform because, God damn it, man, he deserved to retire here and be way more successful as a team, because he deserved it. He worked hard. If everybody worked as hard as Cam Wake, we'd have been perennial Super Bowl champs. Yeah, and, and Cam Wake will retire a Miami Dolphin. I think we all oh, know yeah. that, but I know what you're saying. I mean, having that continuous run until it's time to officially hang them up. I mean, he makes sense for so many teams, and that's how you know he still has talent, because I could see him on the Chiefs. I mean, they need help on defense. Oh, why why yeah. would you not bring him in? I mean, they're that close to winning a Super Bowl. That could be one of those missing pieces, along with Eric Weddle, who was just cut by the Baltimore Ravens as well. I could see him with the Chargers. I could see him with uh, the New Orleans Saints make a lot of sense on some level the Carolina Panthers uh, make some sense for to, to bring him in as well I mean there's so many teams I mean we just between the two of us rattled off about 10 teams that make sense where Cam and Wake could actually go in but and you contribute. just said the Saints man him him with Cam Jordan yep. like oh my god in the dome where he can get that get off on that turf good lord man I would actually like that because I don't mind the Saints at all they don't play the Dolphins a lot I don't care Drew Brees 
I would love to see Drew Brees get a Super Bowl and can't wait to get a ring with Ted Ginn. How funny would that be? Uh, that would just be the most. You would see Miami Dolphins everywhere. Yeah. We would just climb to the top of the tallest building in our respective towns and just fall off. <laughs> can you imagine? Should be Dolphins quarterback, first round bust Ted Ginn, an undrafted god Cam Wake that never won the big one with us, all winning a Super Bowl with the Saints. Oh my God. I, I, you know, if, if that happened, they'd hand the Lombardi trophy to Ted Ginn and he would just drop it because it would be. <laughs> It'd be too easy. You know, they'd have to actually have to hand it to him on a reverse or, or kick it off to him, and then he would actually do something with it. But those uh, are not the passes. That's the thing. It's a crazy. Sam, mark this episode. Fans, mark this episode. The Saints win the Super Bowl next year with Cam Wake. Um, give us money. I just want money. Start a GoFundMe because we, we completely predicted this. It's going to happen. I, I, and even if they don't win, what I want is I want a T-shirt design of Ted Ginn dropping the Vince Lombardi trophy. That's what I want as a t-shirt design and just the hashtag perfectville underneath, like a silhouette of Ted Ginn with his hands outstretched and the Lombardi trophy just bouncing off with the little broken lines behind it, like boom, 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 boom. And then perfectville. That's what I want him in a Saints jersey doing that. Um, but no, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, it's going to be a weird feeling. Like I, just picturing Cameron Wake in a Kansas City Chiefs jersey, for example, it seems weird. Like it didn't, him in red and white and yellow. I mean, it just like, you know, there's this humongous guy just covered in ketchup and mustard it doesn't make sense <laughs> you know I, I don't know if I'd want to see that but uh, him in a Ravens jersey I mean he kind of would look like Terrell Suggs in a way you know or yeah you know putting him in 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 Steelers country I, I think if he goes anywhere though because he is a little bit older it might make sense for him to go to a warm weather climate you know or, chargers, or into yeah. Them. yeah the chargers or and or, Mike Pouncey's probably on the phone right now calling him like bro not point. here we're we're one we're one or two guys away you know, we made it far last year. The coach knows what he's doing. Get out here. It's warm weather. Like you said, you're, you don't have to worry about your joints or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pouncey might come to be a big part of it, even if it's never unraveled. But I can see that being a big deal with Kim Wake. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers are a really good team, as you saw last year, where they go 11-5, 12-4, something like that. I mean, their their defense has always been um, kind of the issue, but they have some good pieces over there. And if you throw a veteran in like him who gets you four, five, six sacks and uh, is that specialist, that would make a lot of sense in the world. And again, I don't hate the Chargers. Um, it's in Los Angeles. The weather's going to be good. Um, I would root for them. I would actually I would openly root for uh, the Chargers. If the Miami Dolphins are, you know, mathematically eliminated by week two, as we expect them to be, <laughs> yes, absolutely. you know, I'm going to have to start um, finding allegiances elsewhere. And uh, the Los Angeles Rams with Ndamukong Sue and, and Los Angeles Chargers with Cam Wake would make a lot of sense to me anyways. Um, speaking of which, you know, we did talk about Ryan Tannehill a little bit. We've talked a lot about him over the last three years of this show. Um, but we talked a lot about Kyler Murray, Chris, and uh, it looks like now the guy that we thought we would get at number 13 and everyone was kind of wondering, <laughs> well, would we want to spend, you know, the number 13 pick on a guy who's about as tall as a 13 year old um, now looks like he's going to go number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals, at least if you believe, again, the rumor and innuendo on the Internet. Um which means that option for a first-round quarterback seems to be dwindling away, which means now more than ever the Miami Dolphins are going to need a Band-Aid for 2019. We did this on the last episode, Chris. Uh, we're going to do it again because it was a hit. I don't know if anybody else liked it, but I love this game. It is time for Name That Band-Aid. All right, Sam, so here we go. My Band-Aid for the week is a guy I could see totally coming in and fitting with this offense and doing some good things. Um, I'm a journeyman quarterback, okay? Played for more than three teams. Oh. I am uh, younger than me and you. Okay. Okay, you keep that in mind. Got it. 
a late round draft pick, but I'm a goddamn Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl winner. Wow. Who am I? So we've got a late round draft pick. He's younger than you and I, which means he's in his late 20s or early, early 30s. He's a he, he's played for more than three teams, and he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Now, let me ask you a follow-up question. Was he a winning quarterback who played? No. No, so he was just on the team. He was on the That's roster. Right. That's right. Good question. Gosh. Okay, so he was a late-round pick. Does this guy have a lot of playing experience? Yes, tons. He has a ton of... It's not Drew Stanton. He was an early, uh, and I don't think he's ever won a game in the NFL, let alone a Super Bowl, even on the bench. Uh, we know it's not Joe Flacco. We know it's not Teddy Bridgewater, because we already crossed that bridge, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Uh, or maybe I should. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. You're really warm with Joe Flacco. Oh, okay. So we're really warm with Joe Flacco. So that's a journey. Mr. Joe Flacco's technically only played for one team so far. So we know it's not Joe Flacco. But it's um, warm for other reasons. Yeah. But it's warm for other reasons. How many other quarterbacks have been knocked the fuck out by Kiko Alonso? Who else has been <laughs> knocked out cold and then ordered the check at the restaurant <laughs> while sleeping on the field? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with this. I got a pick here. Oh, no. That doesn't fit. Damn it. Um, okay, so we're warm with Joe Flacco, and that means it can only be Terrell Pryor. Ooh, no, sir. Oh. Starts with the starts with the first letter. But here we go. Jo- Ready, jo- jo- Josh McCown. No, damn. It start no. It starts with the first letter with with Terrell. Oh. It starts with a T. I misinformed myself. Sorry, you're warm with Joe Flacco because he was Joe Flacco's backup when they mm. won the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. Ah. He has torched the Miami Dolphins every time he played them with the Buffalo Bills starter for years. Ah. I'm talking about soon to be free agent from the Cleveland Browns, Terod ah, Taylor. Taylor, Tarod yes. Taylor. He is a pro bowler, one-time pro bowler, one-time Super Bowl winning quarterback with the Baltimore Ravens. He lost his spot to first-round draft pick, and Miami Dolphins fans love uh, Baker Mayfield last year. He is going to be a free agent. Who better to bring in than Terod Taylor, who absolutely owns our ass on a fucking platter? Can never sack him, can never stop him. Good for every fourth-quarter comeback victory you can imagine. Bring them in. We win some fine. If we lose, great. Tank for Tua. Bring in Tarad. Make sure you say his name right, Omar Kelly, or you'll be on the shit list immediately. You know, the, the the Los Angeles Dodgers years ago traded for a very old Jim Eisenreich, and it was a, seemed like a bizarre trade at the time because you're like, this guy's 58 years old. He's not going to do anything. And the general manager came out and said, have you seen Jim Eisenreich's stats against the Los Angeles Dodgers? We're going to win four games more just by simply having him sit on our bench and not on somebody else's. Um, it was like a very defensive trade where they're like, we're going to play this guy eight more times the rest of the year. He kicks the shit out of the Los Angeles Dodgers. We're trading for him and putting him in the locker room so that he can't whoop the crap out of us. Um, that's a little bit how Terod Taylor is for the Miami Dolphins. I agree with you. I remember when he burst onto the scene, it was against the Miami Dolphins, and we were thinking, oh, good, EJ Manuel, the first you know number one pick for the Buffalo Bills, was out in injured if I'm not mistaken and we're thinking oh ha 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 we got this late round rookie who isn't going to do anything and he went out and just whooped the shit out of us like he always did after that so uh, you're right he has absolutely owned the Miami Dolphins for that reason and that reason alone I don't want him anywhere near the Miami Dolphins but 
thinking like the Los Angeles Dodgers do, that might make sense to say, well, what are his other options? Are we playing any of those teams next year? Because <laughs> if so, we might want to have him on our team and just make sure that we guarantee that we at least have a shot at winning that game. Because if he's on the other team, we have no shot whatsoever. Um, I don't know. I don't, you know, Terod Taylor, I kind of fall into that camp as everyone else in that I, I'm not a believer in him. Um, I, I've never been a believer in him. He always seems like fool's gold to me. And I feel like if he came to the Miami Dolphins, he would prove that uh, because that's just the luck of the Miami Dolphins. However, he's not a bad option. Again, if we're talking about a Band-Aid, a one-year or two-year you know, patch, uh, he's as good as anybody else. He's not going to be that expensive. He's probably going to be looking um, at very minimal opportunities to be a starting quarterback in 2019. The Miami Dolphins happen to have an opening I could see that especially if we don't have any other options available to us because people are getting traded left and right or signing with other teams before they're even legally able to talk to them um yeah I could see that that's definitely somebody you put into the pile he wouldn't be my number one choice but um why not you know if you're looking around come mid you know mid to late March and you still don't have a quarterback you kind of go well Let's bring them in. I could see that. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that's my whole thing is that it might get to the point where, like, we both need each other. Yeah. No one's going to come here. No one's going to sign him. And we're going to be like, hey, Terod, knock, knock, knock. You want to play some quarterback in Miami, in South Beach? And you can be guaranteed Cam Wake won't sack you because <laughs> uh, he never touches you when you play him. So even if he's on the Chargers or the Steelers or Ravens, we play him. We're guaranteed to beat him with Taylor because uh, Cam Wake never can get to him at all, and he always uh, slips out. So, yeah, it could be one of those things where like we're just forced marriage into each other. Yeah. No, I, I, again, you put him in the pile with Teddy Bridgewater. We talked about him. Uh, you look at some of the other options that are drying up. We talked about Joe Flacco being traded to the Broncos. Case Keenum is now being traded from the Broncos, as you mentioned to me, to the Washington Redskins. So he's yep. not really an option that's out there anymore. Um, you know, uh, the backup quarterback for the Eagles, who actually should be their starting quarterback, looks like he's going to be signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a good um, move. You know, yeah, that's that's it. Why don't you just announce retirement at that point? <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, what are you doing? The, 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 other than Mark Brunel, nobody and and he and he can't retire because he lost all his money in that Ponzi scheme. Uh, no other quarterback has ever had any success at all, other than what Byron left, which had that one game against that one team that one time, and that's about it. I mean, good God, being a quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, fuck, dude, no, no, thank you. I'd rather just, I'd rather. I'd rather do anything else than that. I'd rather slide down a rusty razor blade into a pool of acid than deal with that shit. But uh, you know what? Whatever. He's getting the money, and he's going to get a starting gig, so good for him. Point is, there's not a lot of options right now that are out there. So you look at Teddy Bridgewater, who I love. I love that as a, as a Band-Aid. And you look at Terod Taylor. Um, yeah, on the surface, not my top pick, but it's slim pickings out there, man. So that might be the veteran that you, you take a look at and, and take a flyer on. Absolutely. Yeah, we got plenty of weeks to keep doing this, but uh, that's another Band-Aid for us to look at. Absolutely. The Tyrod or Tyrod Taylor Band-Aid. And, uh, man, can you imagine the quarterback debates that we would see on Twitter and uh, Reddit and Facebook and everywhere else with the Miami Dolphins if Tyrod Taylor comes here and actually balls out a couple of weeks? All of a sudden, you're going to have a massive debate as to whether he is the future or not. So, Oh, um, boy, yeah, he's only 29. I mean, like he really yeah. is not that old. Well, according to you, that's ancient when it comes oh, to boy. NFL football. <laughs> Not quarterback. Sorry, yeah. there's another asterisk. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm over here poking you in the ribs with my cane after that comment. Um, 
Okay, so that was Name That Band-Aid. That's another good one. I'm bad at this game, Chris. I, I'm realizing that I don't really know a lot of Band-Aids out there. Uh, I keep thinking it's going to be one guy over and over and over again, and you haven't mentioned and his Drew name Stanton's at all. Drew Stanton's like 50, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, Drew Stanton. It's got to be Drew Stanton. Actually, when you said it was – this is how stupid I am. You're like, oh, uh, you're close with Joe Flacco, and I'm like, Trent Dilfer. That's who it is. That's who he's talking about. <laughs> Tony Banks. <laughs> Tony Banks. Yeah, I was like, I was completely off. I'm just not good at this game, but that's okay. Maybe somebody out there is good, and they're two for two when it comes to name that Band-Aid. Uh, Chris, what else is going on with the Miami Dolphins or Chris Cullen right now, right here? Sam, I'll be right back. Got to pee. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there is the update of the week. So we talked about name that Band-Aid. We talked about Cam Wake going away. Sadly, we talked about Frank Gore being older than shit, according to Chris Cullen, and uh, can take his walker ass over to another team and nobody would ever care, according to Chris Cullen. Again, Ted Larson, gone. Uh, Andre Branch, gone. Robert Quinn, possibly traded before too long. Ryan Tannehill, the teams are trying to find trade partners for him, which I don't think is going to happen. But you see all these veterans with all these price tags going away. But the number one update that I want all of you, after I've just reviewed all Everything that we've talked about here on this episode of Perfectville, that the number one update that I want all of you to take away is that Chris Cullen will be right back because he has to pee. You know what? I got to pee too. But I'm going to take the microphone with me because I'm a professional, Chris. And I'm going to take the microphone with me when I go into the bathroom to go pee pee because that's what you do. When you are the damn mayor of Perfectville, which, by the way, is now and has been a member of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. You can capture all kinds of podcasts at DolphinsTalk.com, as well as the latest news and views with all your blogs and all your podcasts. Fins up, fans down. The flagship show, Dolphins Talk. And of course, welcome to Perfectville. With Sam Marku and the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, Chris Cullen, who also has had two, yes, two, not one, but two birthday wishes on this episode of Perfectville. And this is a long piss by Chris Cullen. Later. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. I heard you talking, man. So, <laughs> hold on a second. I got a story. So I come in, my son's sitting in my seat. And he's got a pencil in his ear, and he's got my phone in his hand. And he's like, uh-huh, good, yeah, that's a good one. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing my podcast. I'm like, Zachary, you're lucky I muted you, or Sam would be recording you right now. And he's like, hit on mute. I'll, I'll talk. And I'm like, no, dude, get out of here. Like, I'm doing a show. And he's like, oh, you ruined my podcast. And he gets up and walks out of the office. Like, If, if you turned the mic on and I'd, heard, uh, and I'd heard Zach instead of you, I probably would have uh, – I used to say shit out of my dick. I would have pissed out of my butt because yeah, that would have scared <laughs> the crap out of me. <laughs> would, hey, Sam, how are you? I would have just thrown the microphone through the window and ran away. And you know what? You would have been like, what happened? It just went silent on the other end. You would have no idea. But I, I would have just... had to end the show also. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, is there, uh, is there anything else Miami Dolphins related here, Chris, uh, that we need to talk about? Or could we, you know, punt, if you will, to the uh, – by the way, you know what? I am going to bring this up. Did you see the name of the kicker that the, that the Chicago <laughs> Bears have signed? In, Isn't it Blue? His last name is Blue. You just cut Cody Parkey because he blew it. <laughs> Eight million times throughout the season, 
it's got to be a sick joke that they got a guy whose last name is Blewett, right? This guy will be having tryouts the rest of the season against other guys. There's no way this is for real. This is all a sick joke. You're absolutely right. And I got to say, and I'm confident when I say this, and I'm going to stick our neck out there, our collective necks out there, and I'm going to challenge anyone to find a podcast that talks about NFL kickers as much as Chris Cullen and Sam Marcoux. We talk about our kicker battles. We talk about Cody Parkey. We talk about that shithead Mark Royals who was a punter for us who blew it against the New England Patriots and cost us the playoffs. He's the worst. Uh, That was also Dave Wonstadt. We talk about Blewett. We talk about Sebastian Janikowski who's about the size of four elephants fucking. He's humongous. We've got all of these guys that we talk about. Other people might be able to break down quarterback play. People might be able to tell you why Duke Johnson makes a lot of sense in the new offense that we're going to get. Somebody out there will break down and tell you why Cameron Wake makes the most sense on whatever team he's going to go to. We don't bring you that. We bring you the scrutiny of the motherfucking kickers of the NFL. And for that, you're welcome, citizens of Perfectville. what, What other podcast has a fucking catchphrase? Like we do with Cody Parkey. No one. No one. And like you said, I am confident in knowing that we have put in. We need to just do an entire episode and just almost like uh, Super Bowl Row where we just have multiple. We have to get the Grammatica brothers on the show. Oh, absolutely. They'll just dance right over and snap their knee (laughs) while trying to talk to us. Let's get them on the show. Yeah. Let's let's get them on the show. Let's get Orlando Mari on the show. I met him once at, at Pete Rose Ballpark Cafe in Boca Raton that's closed down years ago for probably gambling. And, um, Hey, we have to get him on the show. We have to get Matt Turk on the show because sure. of his ridiculous face mask uh, well, that was just one bar down towards like his dick. Like it did nothing. There was no the, point to that face mask. The face mask all. also doubled as his jock strap. The way it was actually <laughs> hanging down, it was holding his nuts and making sure he didn't get a concussion by getting speared. I got to get him the on chin. the show. Just, I get him on the show just to ask him like, why? What's the point? Why, why not go without the bar? Like it's yeah. pointless. We we uh we could get Morton Anderson and Gary Anderson and then try to guess which one is which because I have no fucking clue. And then at the same time we can get Jay Feely and uh, AJ Feely on the, the the show and try to decipher between the two. Yeah, we'll we'll have one kick and one throw. Maybe they were just miscast. Maybe maybe Jay Feely was actually a really good quarterback and AJ Feely was a kicker and we just fucked it up and put him in the wrong position here. Us maybe we screwed it up on our end. Um, we could uh, we could also go punters. We could uh, we could talk about um, you know Reggie Roby. Well, he's dead, so no, we can't talk to Reggie Roby. Uh, but we could talk to a, a bunch others. Um, I'm drawing a blank on all Shane Brandon Leckler, Fields. Brandon, Brandon Fields. Fields. He's got a he's got a brewery in like the Ohio area right now. Um, we could talk to Shane Leckler and be like, what's it like to be a, you know, a punter who gets bajillion dollars from the Oakland freaking Raiders. But that's, that's the kind of level of scrutiny that we have here, Chris. We talk about kickers. We talk about punters. Screw the wide receivers. We don't know anything about tight ends. Building from within the trenches. No, that's boring. We're talking about long bombs, baby. 45 yards, 55 yards, wide left, wide right, doinking it off the crossbar. That's our wheelhouse, ladies and gentlemen. That is the legacy of Perfectville. Well, that, and I think I, I'd be confident in saying we've talked more about John Denny, a long snapper, than special any teams. other. Yeah, so we're, we're a special team. We are the Darren Rizzi of podcasts. We, we make the faces. We're crazy. We're weird. We hate teams that trip our kick or, you know, our kick return guys. We are the special teams of podcasts, and we fucking love it, and you're welcome. We are the specialist of special podcasts out there and the Darren Rizzi is apt because at first nobody liked us Chris but we hung around so long that everyone now thinks we're geniuses (laughs) 
We are we are the podcast version. Just of like Darren we planned. <laughs> just like we planned. They're like you're not very smart. Oh, you just wait. Eventually, you just wait. we're going to start this revolution. We'll be the yeah. first, yeah. and then everyone else will get better. But you'll love us because we've been around the longest. Look, we'll, you're we'll we'll dumb you down to our level, and then you'll think that we're smart because of it. That's our plan, and it's working. It's absolutely working. geniuses. All they talk about is fucking kickers and uh, band aids. Like this is weird. <laughs> I swear to God, though, if somebody somebody's out there's going to find the fucking podcast that talks about nothing, it's going to be called like nothing but kickers or here's the kicker or something like that. Oh, and it'll be Raceling, and he's going to tweet us. I can't wait. Or fucking, oh Jesus Christ! There's so many fans that are going to do this. And if you guys haven't figured it out yet, because we have dumbed you down, we don't know what to talk about. We're out of topics for this episode of Perfectville, so we are just bullshitting because we're contractually obligated to get to at least 40 minutes, and I think we've finally done it, Chris. Uh, we've iced our own selves, going back to kickers, and we've extended <clears throat> the thought process, and uh, I feel like, even after icing ourselves here, that we have nailed it right through the uprights. So we did not we nailed it. it. Yeah, we didn't blew it. We didn't blow it. We didn't parky it. We uh, we very much Alindo married it in uh, 2007, I would say. Alindo married it off grass, not clay. Obviously, you can't kick off clay. So, Sam, I'll end it on this. Sam, Is he playing tennis? Why, why clay? <laughs> he, he couldn't kick off the baseball field. Oh, Remember, he okay. would always miss? Yeah. Like, always. And that should have been a home field advantage. This motherfucker had plenty of time to practice on a baseball field, and they always missed. He was like Andre Agassi, who could win Wimbledon and U.S. Open, but as soon as he went to the French Open and there was clay, he's like, I don't know how to hit the tennis ball, and he would just launch that thing into fucking Versailles or some shit. I, um, I, don't, I don't even know how they begin to ask that you knew the French open was on clay. Like I didn't, I didn't even know that, but uh, I guess I need to get into my tennis. I don't even know that it is. I think I just made some shit up, but nobody's going to check. The French open's golf. I think no, I'm look, I, I don't think, I don't think there's a lot of Miami dolphins podcast listeners that are also watching tennis. I would be shocked if that is a cross, you know, a cross breed right there. Um, anyway, you had something of importance to yeah. say real quick before we end it, Sam name that team. For Ryan Tannehill in 2019. Ooh, okay, yeah, that and is a why? good topic. And why? Okay, so here, this is good. I actually thought the Washington Redskins made a lot of sense for Ryan Tannehill. I thought that Ryan Tannehill, uh, I've always said he's kind of like Alex Smith, so why not go and be like Alex Smith and break your leg on Monday night or whatever it is that Alex Smith did. Uh, but I think that that is not going to be um, available to them. Um, I, I Here's a weird thing. I kind of think the Raiders might be in play for Ryan Tannehill. Tanny could, Hill. Or Tanny Hill. Uh, exactly. The guy who John says Tanny Hill. I could see John Gruden taking a flyer on somebody like Ryan Tannehill. Um, I would not be surprised if the Arizona Cardinals decide to trade Josh Rosen and go with Kyler Murray. They're going to need a veteran. Could they bring in Ryan Tanny Hill uh, to be that guy who just is basically, you know, a seat warmer until Kyler Murray is 100% ready to go? You know, the Browns, do the Browns need a backup? Do the Steelers need a backup? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is getting older and older and older. Do the Steelers make a lot of sense for Ryan Tannehill? Um, the Tennessee Titans probably don't need him, but Mariota's hurt all the fucking time. Um, I think he, here's what I think he's going to be. There's 32 teams. He's going to be the 33rd quarterback. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. He's going to go where he's going to have the opportunity to be a starter uh, as quickly as he possibly can. So if I have to, if, if you're gun to my head and I'm going to pick one team, I'm going to go with, oh 
shit. I don't know. Let's go with let's go with the Arizona Cardinals. Final okay. answer. All right, that's your final answer. Here's my couple of walkthroughs too. I, I got some my idea, my ideas. Um, I like the Chiefs as a backup to okay. uh, Mahomes, right? I so I can see Andy Reid really liking this kind of guy that can like he can build the offense around him, things like that. I really like Jacksonville. So mm. I follow Ryan Tannehill on Instagram, on Twitter. He's always on the boat. He's always at the beach. Him and Lauren and his children are always constantly out. Like they just love the beach. Uh, so if he's going to have to leave Miami, what better than to go be Nick Foles' backup in Jacksonville? He's in the same state. No state income taxes. Fine. But here's the here's the big one. All right, you ready for this one? And, and no one is mentioning this, and I can see it. I, I think I know where you're going, but yes, let's. I want to hear it. I can see him going to either, and I'm gonna name both, either the Dallas Cowboys Ding. or the Houston Ding. Texans to Ding. be injurily. He had a bad injury. Deshaun Watson uh, be his backup, and he can be under Bill O'Brien, who mm-hmm. is a Bill Belichick tree guy, who's already mentioned all the time how Tannehill makes the short to intermediate throws well, and can really just find those reads and get the ball out quick. I can see him being Deshaun uh, Watson's backup or being Dak Prescott's basket, uh, ma- uh, backup, Ma- not mascot. Mascot, uh, <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> he can be the Dallas Cowboy mascot too. He is from Texas. Yes, we saw it on Hard Knocks when the Dolphins were on Hard Knocks doing during his rookie year. He didn't know football other than Texas football, baby. That's all he knew. He didn't know the conferences. He didn't know the divisions in the NFL. It was all about high school and college football in Texas. I can see him going home. I can see him being a backup to one of those players uh, and being one of those guys that can really be a fan favorite and push for playing time other than Jacksonville. What, what say you? No, I, as soon as I said Cardinals, I was like, oh, shit. No, the, uh, either either – you know, Dallas Cowboys or other Dallas Cowboys made a whole lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, the Houston Texans, I, I think, would make a ton of sense. And in a weird way, that was his first start of all, you know, in the NFL was against the Houston Texans. He is from Texas. I could see him making a home there, and I think there would be some opportunities for him to play significant amount of times behind either one of those quarterbacks. I'm going to throw another one out there because we mentioned it briefly, but uh, I'm going to go with the word play here. And uh, maybe a dark horse would be, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, just because uh, it'd be kind of cool to be like, hey, you know what? My kid's name is Steel, and I'm playing for the Steel City uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, I could see him going there and and maybe just being the backup at, uh, to Ben Roethlisberger, who's getting a little bit older, who we're not sure if he even wants to play anymore. Um, maybe he could go there. But I, I like that. I like that Dallas-Houston uh, connection you're making there. That makes a lot of sense. I almost want to change my answer from the Cardinals to the Houston Texans. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes because um, obviously we have so much out there in public recorded that we can't go back. That We feel Ryan Tannehill is a pretty good quarterback, so he's going to go somewhere where he's going to have the opportunity to uh, participate, and he won't be on the bench long. I don't see him being a Chad Henney growing out a mustache and not doing anything for 10 years. I can see him going somewhere to where it takes one ankle injury and he comes in and throws three, four touchdowns, and all of a sudden everybody's questioning whether he should be starting. Right, um, And that's where – Big things are going to come into play for him. Yeah, he's not going to make the starter money he got with us for the last couple of years, but he's going to make a right opportunity for himself, and there's going to be a lot of teams that want him. Yeah, he's going to be employed. I mean, uh, you can say what you want about Ryan Tannehill, but he's going to be employed for uh, quite a while longer here in the NFL, as long as he wants to be, as far as I'm concerned. And as far as I'm concerned, there's not a whole lot for us to do anymore here in the town of Perfectville. So, Chris, unless you got anything else to say. No, sir. On behalf of 
both of us and DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.